listening to the Fish on Ted podcast with your host, Ted Johnson. Well, hi, this is Ted Johnson, and before we start today's podcast, I'd like to give a quick shout-out to a couple of our supporters. George Schauer, who is the Pocono Outdoors guy, has been a friend and advocate of the Fish on Ted podcast and our sister company, Marketing for Guides, for a couple years now. George broadcasts his own podcast live every Sunday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific, on Facebook Live. He then posts his episode on his YouTube channel, of course called The Pocono Outdoors Guy. Along with being a podcast host, George is also a well-known outdoor writer and outdoor videographer. To find out more about George's services, go to his website at www.poconooutdoorsguy.com. I'd also like to recognize Short Bus Flashers, who is based in Oregon. J.T. Gillette started Short Bus Flashers just over 10 years ago, and it has become the premier manufacturer of salmon fishing flashers on the West Coast. If you like catching salmon, you need to visit www.shortbusflashers.com and take a look at all the flashers and the hundreds of shapes and color combinations that are available. Well, hello, this is Ted Johnson with the Fish on Ted podcast. I want to thank everybody for joining us today. It is roughly the end of October 2020, and we have a special guest who has been um, um, with us before over the last year, and and, uh, we just really appreciated his input and the things that he has had to share. And today we're going to be talking with uh, George Schauer, who is the uh, Pocono Outdoors guy, and uh, George and I are just going to have some conversations about what to expect in the sports fishing world in 2021. And so without further ado, George, are you there? Oh, hey, Ted. How are you doing today? You know, I am just ducky. How are you? Oh, it's beautiful. I'm doing great. It's a beautiful fall day here and uh, just loving the fall season, all the fishing that has to go with uh, this time of year. So, yeah, just loving life. Oh, that's terrific, man. Now, for some of our listeners that uh, are not familiar with what part of the world you're in, you are in Pennsylvania, are you not? Correct. Northeast Pennsylvania, up in the Pocono Mountain area. Uh, If you guys are watching NASCAR or anything, you see Pocono Raceway. I'm about 10 minutes from there. So just beautiful country up here. Oh, terrific. And, And it being the fall of the year, the leaves are turning, aren't they? Oh yeah, they're they're well into it. We got all the leaf peepers coming into the area here, you know, just the tourists and stuff. And it's uh, just a great time of year to be outside. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, on the West Coast, which I'm not there yet, um, it's uh, sort of the same way. The leaves are turning colors. That's what leaves we have, and uh, the salmon fishing is uh, uh, doing its thing. But a lot of people are concentrating on hunting uh, the animals with horns right now. And, yeah, it's that time of year, you know. Yeah, yeah. So we're seeing on Facebook a lot of people with, um, you know, uh, nice bucks in the back of their pickups and and uh, having those types of conversations. But, you know, today, George, is sort of as you and I talked about in the uh, pre-show discussion that we had, we're going to be talking today about the season coming up of 2021. Now, obviously, uh, 2020 has not uh, uh, been completed yet, but with this COVID thing going on and all the crazy things uh, 
in the economy and that sort of thing, we're seeing some really, really good things going on in the fishing industry, aren't we? Oh, yeah, definitely. I know the local lakes here, it was so busy. I couldn't even get on the lake this year. There were so many new folks. And, uh, you know, I guess people that couldn't get out with all the social distancing, they decided head to the state parks and the lakes to to spend some time on the water, you know, away from everybody else. But it may have been a little bit counterproductive because I'd never seen so many people on the water this year. Really, really, that's uh, that, that's a very good sign. But I would imagine, you know, the people that uh, had, uh, you know, have golf clubs in the garage right now probably were thinking, well, let's not dust those off. Uh, because of all the people that were going to be around. And I've got these fishing rods that I've got up in the rafters I haven't had down for a couple of years. And I, you know, that seemed to be at least, you know, in my part of the world also, uh, uh, something that people decided, you know, I haven't done this for a while. And they kind of got back into it. Yeah, it's definitely been that way here too. And um, I, I think it's a good sign. It's um, getting people away from the video games or, you know, getting them back out in the outdoors. It's really good for the entire industry and just to get more people into the outdoor sports as well. Absolutely. You know, I was looking at through the internet and preparing for uh, today's uh, call and there is a entity out there called report linker and they are projecting that the tackle industry and fishing equipment industry has grown $2.7 billion uh, in 2020, and that growth will continue on through 2021. That was just staggering to me. Oh, I, that doesn't surprise me. Just the number of people I've seen getting into the, um, the sport this year, maybe just because there's nothing else they could do. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that's definitely good for everybody that's in the industry itself. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, with all of the people that, you know, are dusting off those Mitchell 300s and those Eagle Claw rods and anything else that they have up in their rafters, you know, a lot of them are going, you know, I've never fished for smallmouth before. Right. And uh, the local guides and the local charters, uh, I think, have seen in many cases an uptick in their business in a year that was back in March and April looking like, looking like it was going to be, you know, just dismal out there. Yeah, I think it's just going the opposite way. Um, you know, I do some fishing reports uh, weekly and one of the tackle shops I stop in and do my report from, uh, uh -huh. they were having a hard time even keeping up with demand. I mean, I walked in and there was like no kayaks there. People just wiped them out of kayaks and they said they have another truckload coming in. Uh, same with all their gear. I mean, they were selling, you know, rods, tackle, even just hooks and bobbers as fast as they could get them in, they were selling out. So that was yeah. kind of good to see. And I think it's a real boon for people in the uh, outdoors industry. Oh, I agree. You know, in our part of the world, and I think the same is for you, you know, it, it, along the lines of those kayaks moving out the door at the, ta at the tackle shop, you know, we're, we're not seeing, you know, where boats are staying on the market for very long. I called a very large manufacturer of, uh, fishing boat, Bavade, down in Medford, oh, a week or so ago. And they only had one drift boat that they had left that they could sell right now. And they were trying to, uh, you know, make a whole lot more. But, um, you know, uh, someone that looked like they had the shop capacity of building or, you know, having 20, 30 boats at one time, they had nothing, you know, and it was all sold out for, for very good reason. 
Yeah, well, that's good. We want more people in the industry as well. So I think that's uh, very positive. And I think, you know, over the past year, I think we're looking for lots of positives or anything we can find. So that's good to see. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, now in, I I know down in California, um, that they're, uh, the sale of fishing licenses have gone up dramatically. Are you seeing that also on the on the East Coast? Yeah, I don't have the exact numbers, but I've seen reports that, yeah, many, many, many more people are getting into the sport. So licenses are up and even more positive. They're bringing a lot of kids into the industry. You know, you, you have to be, I think it's uh, under 12. You don't need a license. So mm-hmm. you can get out with these kids and get them involved. But, you know, in a couple of years, they will be old enough to get one, too. So it's just that next generation we have to keep into the sport and keep them interested. Yeah. You know, that is so cool. I mean, it, uh, you and I both grew, grew up in different parts of the world, but, uh, you know, fishing as kids and that sort of thing. And it just became, you know, a, a, a hobby and then a passion. But I think we've lost that. And uh, some of the guests that I've had and I know you've had on your show over the last couple of months have talked a lot about bringing kids back in and what an important thing that is. No, I agree. And that's, uh, I think that's something we need to do at being responsible people in the industry is making sure that next generation gets into good, wholesome sports like fishing. Absolutely. Hey, we got the holidays coming up too, you know, and if you're looking for something, you know, to give a, a son or a daughter or a niece or a nephew or that special kid around that's uh, cutting your grass a couple times during the summer, um, you know, why not getting him or her a fishing rod and, and, and a tackle box? I think, uh, you'd do the world a whole lot of good if we did that. It's actually a really good investment. I think it's something you can give them. They'll, they'll remember the rest of their lives, especially if they develop that passion like we have. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm just curious, uh, it's the fall of the year now in your part of the world. What, what are you, what are you fishing for uh, in the Poconos? Well, the lake I'm uh, nearby is fortunate enough to be stocked with some uh, really nice pure strange stripers. That's probably one of my favorites. Uh, I've been chasing muskie around for the last couple of weeks, and they've just been outsmarting me. So I'm still trying to figure that out a little bit. But they, yeah. that's why they earn the reputation of a uh, fish of 10,000 casts. So I guess I'm not quite there yet by cast count. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've never fished for muskie, and so I, I think I'm going to have to start at number one, and it looks like it's going to be a while before I uh, before I hook one if it's 10,000 casts. That's incredible, man. Yeah, they're a tough fish. They're finicky. You can bring a lure right over their head, and they just won't bite, or sometimes they will. It's just a really, really tough fish. That's why they earn the respect that they have. It's a, it's a tough mm-hmm. fishery, but sure. smallmouth fishing's good. Bass fishing's good. Um, uh-huh. You know, there's just lots of things this time of year. Pretty much everything's biting, feeding up for the uh, winter. So yeah. it's, uh, it's a good time of year to go out and wet a line. Absolutely. Well, and then you have, is, is if weather permits, uh, you've got a lot of frozen water in your part of the world here coming up in the next few months, don't you? Yeah, we hope so, because that's a real good time fishing. And uh, believe it or not, those muskie are a little bit easier to catch through the ice. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, but uh, yeah, good good ice fishing all over. You know, we can travel over to New Jersey, New York. So there's a lot of places we can go and fish. And even right here in Pennsylvania, very good fishing here as well. So we're looking forward to that. That's cool. That's on my bucket list, man. I I would love to play that grumpy old man, you know, and, and have a fish house and go spend a couple of days and and uh, catch fish and watch a ball game and, and uh, you know, have a heater in there. That, that looks like a whole lot of fun. 
we don't quite do the house thing. We got uh, little shelters. We put a little tent basically. Ah, okay. But okay. we do have the heater and it's nice to put a little, uh, a little pot of soup on there when it's, you know, minus five or something out. And just yeah. as your soup's ready, of course, a flag goes up and your soup's cold sure. by the time you come back, but that's, that's sure. part of the fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. We uh, had a chance uh, for a number of, of years to fish uh, through the ice up at Diamond Lake in Oregon. And I caught the biggest rainbow trout I've ever caught in my life, uh, uh, ice fishing on that lake a number of years ago. And that was a kick. I mean, just drilling the hole and uh, sitting there jigging below the ice. And and uh, it uh, there's no doubt most of the time that you have a strike because that hole, as I remember, would just bend in half. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's good. I mean, put it this way in the middle of winter, if you can't get out on a boat or something like that, ice fishing is the next best thing. And it's, it's a way to enjoy the sport year round. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I'm just curious in your part of the world, do the, the lodges and that sort of thing, uh, do they uh, uh, promote ice fishing and, and, uh, and, and those types of sports? Um, not so much here in the Pocono area because ice gets kind of iffy here. We kind of have a short oh. season, depending on, I mean, there's been winters we've had no ice. Um, yeah. So it's, you, you got to really be careful, but you go a little bit further north, maybe into New York. Um, yeah. They got great ice up there and, you know, uh -huh. you can just get into a lodge, jump on a snowmobile, go out in the middle of the lake somewhere and just, and go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we're, we're talking about lodges and that sort of thing. One of the, the concerns that I've had coming into 2021 is a lot of the lodges and destination fishing resorts and that sort of thing have been struck pretty hard by the COVID issue going on in 2020. And, um, you know, they've, they've, a lot of them have taken a, a pretty... Uh, pretty tough shot to the chin on this, but they're coming back up into 2021. And now a lot of the um, fishing shows are being either postponed or maybe, uh, you know, they're, they're still wondering if they're going to have a fishing show, which is a big part of their, their world. Um, any any uh, suggestions on how they might uh, address this coming going forward and, and being able to uh, bring more people to their destination? in 2021 yeah that that's really tough i mean i think it's extremely tough for the guys that are a little bit more remote um mm -hmm. i mean the, the real premier destinations where you gotta fly in or you know it's a, it's a really long drive to get there because they're probably some of the better spots you know right. but they offer like great pike fishing or musky or salmon or something mm -hmm. like that i think the guys that are a little bit more fortunate are the guys within a couple hour driving distance of like major cities where somebody just wants to get out of the city and hit a lodge. It's three hours away. Mm -hmm. I think they, I'm hoping they do a little better. Uh, right. But I, I think they have to go back. Um, like we were talking about before, some more traditional advertising, because you're probably not going to have the outdoor shows like we've enjoyed for, you know, many, many years. So you're not right. going to have a couple thousand people walk by your booth in a weekend. So, right. you know, partnering up with um, people like yourself in the media here where they can uh, get word out about their, their lodge or their service or their, or their tackle or something like that. You got to find different ways to get the word out about your stuff. So, you know, if, if you want somebody that does video work or does, you know, podcasts like yourself, they probably have to start looking at working with other people in the industry. Yep. Yeah. More so than, than ever before. Um, you know, I, I, a number of lodges come to mind that I've worked with in the past that 
you know, they get 80, 90% of their, their bookings between December and March when they're doing the shows. And uh, um, even though they're, they're probably going to be a, a number of shows still being uh, put on, the amount of people going to those shows, I'm sure, will be hurt a little bit. And uh, they're going to have to, like you were saying, get creative. You know, some of the, the, the things that they can be doing is just going back to the list of people that have visited their lodge before and putting on, you know, sending them newsletters or sending them, sending them something in the mail. Uh, exactly. I know that sounds prehistoric, but um, that, you know, that's, that's a very viable option. Um, especially if, you know, you uh, had been spending tens of thousands of dollars on, on, on events and that sort of thing, you've got a little bit of money, hopefully there that could, um, you know, you could do a, a little bit of uh, different types of advertising to be, you know, to bring people in. And then, like you were saying, is just team up with, you know, others in the industry, team up, um, you know, with people that, that, you know, like, like yourself that does video work and, 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 uh, uh, don't forget know, websites. Like, a lot of people I've talked to, I mean, they'd never needed a website because they've always had mm -hmm. business, you know, they would book them all at the shows. Well, now they right. don't have that, you know, so you need a presence for people to yep. find out about you. So if you don't have a website, get one. And if you have one and it's not updated, work with somebody to be sure you've got a top notch website to get the word out. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very very important. And you know, in the sports fishing arena, um, the months of January through March represent that pig in the python, where about seventy percent of your website traffic will come in those three months. And uh, so, if you're ready for that uh, for that surge, because people are looking at their calendars in the wintertime, going, "How in the world am I going to you know get out of?" <laughs> Again, out of all of this rain and cold, well, let's, um, you know, think about the summertime. Let's book something. Sure. And so that's why so many people are sitting, you know, by their fireplace with their notebook in their hand and or laptop and looking for places to go that uh, they can in, enjoy um, their summer vacation at. And so, uh, you know, take, it, take advantage of that. That's so sure. important. Well, that's what we all do. You know, you start getting those lousy winter months where, you know, weather's bad. So you get those rainy days, cold days and stuff, and you don't want to be out even ice fishing on those days. So right. we, we sit at home by the fire and dream about it, right? Yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yes, we do. Well, you know, and, and you've gotten real creative in the past with uh, working with people on on uh, videos for their lodges and, and uh, their businesses and that sort of thing. And that would be another great way to blend things in you know, whether it's through the internet or through YouTube or, you know, a myriad of other things, uh, video has become a really big medium out there and uh, people need to take advantage of that. Yeah, it's really good. And, you know, we've done a couple of videos for clients, just kind of like your, um, you know, Sunday morning fishing show kind of themed like that. And it gives them a uh -huh. real flavor of, you know, what it's like to spend the day with this guide or something like that. And it's just, it, it's so powerful when other people get to actually experience it. They want to go out and experience it for themselves, you know. Absolutely. A absolutely. And we're, and we're seeing more and more, uh, you know, shows on, on, on YouTube that are regular, like, like yours, um, every, uh, what, Sunday evening. Uh, I, I know that you're doing some revamping right now, but um, every Sunday evening for months and months and months, you uh, had that night, that great show going on YouTube. And, uh, you know, that's a lot of fun to go back and look. 
and not only just go back and look, you know, and, and uh, people talking fishing, but take a look at how that can help you advertise, you know, your lodge or your charter business of, of the work that you've done in just, you know, uh, producing that show. And um, something like that can sure help people. Sure. And that's, that was the whole point is, you know, especially during, during COVID, I couldn't get out and film my regular series that I wanted to do. So I started the live show to kind of bridge the gap. You know, let's uh -huh. talk to tackle manufacturers, guides, and, and how do we, you know, bring the, the people in the industry to the people that are actually out fishing. So it was kind of like a, a bridge between the, the, the industry and the user, so to speak. So that was mm -hmm. kind of my inspiration for doing it while we were dealing with COVID. Yeah. Yeah, so true. You know, and, and the, the guests that you had on there, uh, you know, Stanley Jiggs and Yakima Bait, and, and those, those folks, they were all so positive. I mean, it, uh, nobody was singing the blues at all. Obviously, if you've got a, a huge bump in your, your sales, it, it puts a smile on anybody's face. But uh, they were just excited that, you know, people, more, more and more people are coming out fishing. Yeah, I think that's that uh, people don't understand. You talk about these these large companies, Stanley Jigs, they've been around forever. You know, Yakima Bates, great, great bunch of folks. They're just a bunch of regular guys too. You know, they think there's some they're they're, they're not a suit in an office somewhere. They're they're regular guys. Uh, they're gonna take the afternoon off and go fishing kind of guys, you know, and that's what's really cool to work with these kind of people. Absolutely. Ab absolutely. Well, we're we're looking forward to seeing what uh 2021 has to bring in, in you know, uh, for them also. I think it's going to be an awfully good year. Um, in, in regards to, you know, the plans for the Pocono Outdoor Guy, what, what's on your calendar coming up? Well, like I said, you touched on it. We're kind of uh, in a downtime right now. I'm revamping the show a little bit, doing some uh, more work on the set here in the studio, but I plan to come back in a few weeks with um, – an even better show. Try again, trying to bridge that gap even more. Get more folks involved. The, the lodges, the guides, the manufacturers, and being able to bring a really good show to the folks that want to get out and do some fishing. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of new products being developed right now that uh, I hope to show on the our show as well. So it's um, like you said, we don't have the outdoor shows to premiere these things. So again, I'm trying to bridge that gap with some of the things that I can offer. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, George, I want to thank you so much for uh, being a part of the uh, Fish on Ted podcast once again. You are always uh, a welcome addition, and we always have a whole lot of fun, and, and I appreciate uh, the chance to chat with you again. Well, thank you, Ted. It's always great talking to you, and uh, anytime you need us on, we're available. So thanks again, and I hope you have a great season, and I hope we talk to you again before 2021, but if not, we'll certainly will next year. Sounds good. Thanks again, George. All right, Ted.